What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. Episode 15. <clears throat> you oh, hear wow. me? Do you hear me? We have 15 already. 15. Okay, we, we Chocolate gumbo. <laughs> You know chocolate, how we do it. Chocolate, you know, chocolate, chocolate. we couldn't wait to get back to you. You had a crazy weekend. I know we all did. You know, and we always want to ask this special question. You know the question we always ask. I don't need What how y'all been doing? Was your weekend? And what y'all been doing? All that stuff. What? What you been doing weekend, sir? My weekend was once again crazy, full of comedy, full of ripping and running and going here doing that. Uh, I had several comedy shows. Uh, shout out to Tavern on Lagrange. Shout out to. What show did I do Saturday night? So I be doing so many shows, bro. I be doing what so many shows. What day is it? Like it be a blur sometimes. Yeah, I know, it be man. A straight blur. Oh, 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 I did Riddles this weekend. Shout out Riddles. Yeah. Shout out Damon Williams. Shout out Riddles Comedy Club and Alsip. Uh, Sister Quintella Con- called Caldwell and Sonya D, the legendary Sonya D. We rocked it out. I'm, I mean, talking about standing ovations. Everything was cracking this weekend. Then I drove to Sunday to Springfield, Illinois, to set up some comedy shows with my brother in Springfield. Shout out, my bro. We're going to be doing once a month comedy shows in Springfield, Illinois. Stay downtown, stay capital. Come we uh, looking for it soon. Springfield, we coming to you, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I, I don't have too much to say, but I told y'all the last few episodes I've been on my grind. It's the beginning of the year. I'm out here trying to make some things happen, so I've been working, 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 but I did get a chance to check out these two fellas, my business partners, at Tavern on the Grange Brunch on Saturday. Beats, Basin Brunch every Saturday, hey. Tavern on the Grange, 12 and 3. I was there. Three. I tapped in, and then right after that, I did drive to Romeoville for one of my friend's weddings. Uh-oh. I, I got, like, a few groups of friends, and this group, Ladies Night Out group, one of the young ladies, she will be getting married soon, so I went to her bridal shower, and we had a great time. So, you know, that was my weekend. It was filled with a little fun, but mostly work what about you uh well work 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 like everybody else but you know what friday was a little interesting okay. you know okay. why because friday start off man i actually chilled but i supported my baby and oh, i supported my brother oh shit let's go i supported my brother jay grant it was his birthday hey, shout out jay to grant. jay grant he just uh just made old as hell, you know, just messing Wesley with Wesley Snipes <laughs> is uh, ageless wonder. He's the drummer, right? He, yeah, that's Wesley Snipes the drummer. He, he, he did a show, man. He actually did a Tribe Called Quest tribute yeah. nice. on Friday night. It was dope, man, at Glenwood Oaks. And my wife performed there with uh my boy Markwell Jordan and my brother set. D2G. And it was crazy. It was it was real crazy. Shout Started out off Jay like Grant. that. Shout out to Jay Grant. Shout outs to you. Yeah, shout out, man. And then uh Saturday, man, we did Beast Basin Brunch, of course, man. Me and Big Keith. Uh, that was just a fun day, like it always. Kendra came through, like she said. And um, uh, I did a wedding that night. Nice. Did a wedding that night. Uh Sunday I had to get right back up and you know, I had to check on uh Beast Basin Brunch at Glenwood Oaks. You know, they did house music. Hey, y'all tap in, tap in. They did okay. house music. Every third Sunday is house Sunday. Every third Sunday is house Sunday. So they act a little crazy in that. They got they got it in. Shout out to uh, Tim Jackson. He was holding it down, hosting for me. Jay Grant Experience was the band. Mello was the DJ. So it was pretty dope. But I also did uh, brunch at Tribe, too. Uh, Tribe in the West Loop with my band Gumbo Music. So we did Tribe, and then right after that, you know, we always do Sultry Soulful Sundays at Chemistry and, you know. Hey, y'all got some talent in this group. We be doing some things, okay? <laughs> man, hey, the things that God brings in. together. <laughs> I mean, for real, for real, man. But, you know, we got to get into it, man. We got to get into it. Listen, I looked on the phone, man, and what is this I'm seeing about the brat? Oh my the bread god! What? The bread what? The bread she what? She pregnant at forty eight. Oh my god! I didn't I, know she was trying to get pregnant. That. I, I mean, didn't either. It's a lot like, of brothers upset. You said forty eight years <laughs> old. A lot of brothers upset. Really? She's forty eight. I believe she just made forty eight or, or about to be four. She's forty eight and pregnant. What do y'all think so about just that? Over, pretty much over thirty. If people for over thirty. Uh... Wait. Why are you choosing over thirty? I feel like it should be maybe thirty five. Thirty is still young to be pregnant. People Maybe over, over 30, 35. People over 30 trying to have kids is a major issue in this country. Fertility clinics and stuff like that. People be trying to figure out a way to get pregnant. 
You think thirty? I think thirty. I think, is I think young. it's uh thirty is okay. You're right. I think it's it's probably thirty five. That's especially mm-hmm. over forty. A lot of people Definitely on their forties been having babies for, like I, crazy. Yes, I have a That's, client that has a fifty one year old woman mm. who is pregnant with her first child. Lord so that is amazing. Fifty one. That's amazing. So, ovulating. Still ovulating. I had both of mine at 31. I had, I had, you know what I'm saying? I had my kids when I was over 30. I I just, I don't know, man. Um, I, I can't really speak on it. I, 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 well, you know what? I don't have, uh, I do have children. I just don't, they, they're, they're my bonus kids. Nice. But I don't have any, um, uh, physical Biological. Biological. You ain't missing okay. nothing. You ain't missing nothing. Oh. Having kids is super <laughs> overrated, bro. Straight up. You know what? I, I was torn with that, um, I was kind of torn with that for some years. Um, I'm actually uh, okay. I'm actually okay. I, I don't get me wrong. I, if the opportunity presents itself that I, I will be able to have one or some kind of way, you know, then I, I'm not against it. But I'm okay. Hmm. You sure you're okay with that? I'm okay. I'm Kendra, okay. how old was you when you got when you had your first one? How? Old? Oh, I had my first child at. 16. Well, teen parent. <laughs> so, parent I mean, over 30 and yeah. no kids at all. See, we got the full spectrum. And I really think that my kids are. How old you when you had your first? 31. Oh, that's a big deal. I, I love my kids to the world, to the end of the world. But man, when I first, when I didn't have no kids at 30, I'm like, man, what am I going to do, man? How am I going to keep my legacy going? And I, I was questioning my 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 eternal you know what i'm saying life after life after as life goes on after my life i was questioning that did i want my bloodline to end with me and my cousins of course got kids but whatever but nobody from my direct side of my family had no i was the oldest grandchild only son so i i was really debating like man what do i do i feel empty do i feel fulfilled do i do what do i do so i end up having them and then 13 years later, I'm like, man, I could have had a V8. Does that make you feel some type of way? <laughs> I, no skeeted, I skeeted when I should have skated. Uh, because he just said a lot. And you I know just what? At you like, you know what? Um, I mean, you at, at, at one point, it's like it's funny, man, because how life goes. Because I'm I'm actually 40 now, mm-hmm. but just how my life went, like in my 20s, I was oh was not trying to be a father because I was trying to just kick it and yeah. you know just be a be an artist or whatever. So. Um, but other than that, it's, I, I don't, I don't, you know what, right now I'm, I'm pretty cool. I mean, I went through the different emotions or different thoughts of it, but I'm honestly okay. Cause it's like, like I'm kind of older and I like my, it's different things weighing it. Like I'm not against it, but I, I'm okay. I kind of like my, my, freedom. my freedom. You're supposed to. Bro. I like, I like moving around. You know what I'm saying? I like being able to do live that, life. but live I want to. I live. Want to live? Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest, because sometimes I get into my mind where I'm like, I had my kids pretty young, and having my children at a young age, you know, I was very ambitious, and I had ambition, and I have go, I had goals that I want to achieve, and I've and I've succeeded those goals, and I've added new goals. However, I kind of feel like um, I don't think that I've missed out on being a parent. I was just juggling it, juggling it all at one time. However, at times I get in my in my in my mind, I get in this in this state of mind where I'm like, ooh, like I kind of want to have a child where I like she can be my not best friend, but like I now I have I'm in a place in life where I can really attend to that child a hundred percent. Uh, well, you know, 95% because I'm, I'm still an entrepreneur and creating businesses and doing my thing. <laughs> However, um, my child can be on my hip or I can, I'm can i in a place where I can hire a babysitter or whoever and have her with me. At the same time, I do kind of miss out on that part of just being there all the time. When I was, I had my first child at 16, my last child at 21, um, my second child in between there. However, I was still creating life for me. Mm-hmm. I was still one thing I told myself that I was not going to be a statistic in life where I was not able to finish high school, where I was not mm-hmm. able to go to college mm-hmm. and where I was not able to be in a position to um, pursue my, my dreams and my aspirations in life. So I made all of that happen with my beautiful mother being by my side and mm-hmm. assisting me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was able to go to college and get a degree in business and marketing and did all of that and be a parent. <clears throat> 
I was married um, at 18 and my, my first husband, he wasn't a minister when I married him. He became a minister. So my children were, were raised um, in the church atmosphere. Um, so they had a great background. Um, at the same time, I do feel like I was I was a little not all the way missing, but a little missing in that like parent um, child relationship like right there like my child my child traveling with me all the time like I miss that so sometimes I get in my head where I feel like oh I want another one where I can do it right this time but is that really doing it right I don't know they, of, they 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 you know they they doing their thing they doing what I they think do. about the brat though the brat has been a superstar since the 2000s the 90s but she's just now getting top, settled top tier star and her wife has multiple streams of Income. high level yeah. brands that she's garnering so imagine balancing because they got the tv show so yeah. if you haven't watched the tv show you can see how much they're already balancing and have to keep going plus being a, a loving relationship yeah. where it's a functional loving professional you got all these different hats that y'all wear but y'all got to come home and still love on one another and then have a baby on top of all of that so it's kind of like people be people want different things but when that thing comes to life then the different stresses come in because I had no idea when I was living in my thirties, I was living willy nilly. I didn't have a girlfriend with no kids or whatever was going on. I was just free to do whatever I want to 29, 28, 30. I was, I was booming in the comedy side. I just did. Who's got jokes. I was really cracking, cracking. Right. Then the next thing, you know, these two little people out of me <laughs> need 24 hour care, seven days a week. There's not a moment in time where this little babe is gonna be able to be good to where I go ahead and see y'all in a couple of days. Like, so that's where the stress of a parent kicked in for me when I realized when I really realized that these two precious little pieces of people were gonna be needing my full complete care 24 hours a day until they're able to care for themselves. And then I gotta worry about how I raised them to be out in the world the shit they be going through out there. And then you didn't even think about, see, when you have kids, you think about when you was a kid. And it's easy to think about when we was kids. It's 80s, 90s. It's cool. But my daughters are teenagers in 2023. So you don't even, when when you're thinking about having kids, you don't even think about the long run as in what's going to be going on around them. You know what I mean? So it's like, wow, the times have changed. Big mama gone. My mother's a grandmother now. So it's the evolution of it going going forward. So the stress of a parent for me is not worth the gift that they are because I care too much. I over-evaluate. I, it's the type of person you are, too. So God bless the brat. God bless her. What's the wife's name? The one that's over to all the products? God bless both of y'all. We ain't up on the current names. We need to get them on names because yeah. her wife is a beautiful person. She got the products out at Walmart, the hair products, the hair loss product. So shout out to the mm-hmm. brat and her wife. Uh, congratulations, brat. Congratulations. We're going to do all the praying we can. You stay healthy. You have that healthy babe, and then we'll see what happens. When it's it's Jessica you. the part. Yes, Jessica. Is it is it Dupree or the, the part? Okay, okay. Congratulations, part, yeah. congratulations to Brett and everybody over 30, 35, 40, still making babies or having babies or trying to have them or having them on accident. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You know what? I got a question for y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. The two people with the kids. Y'all think having kids are overrated? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Unequivocally, so, yes. Because I got girls too. Yes. In this day and age, I'm going to have to say yes. Oh, damn. Only because in in this day and age, I don't know what the hell is going on with the society of the day and these young kids of t- today, this generation, mm-hmm. is it's mm-hmm. just crazy. So... Maybe overrated is a word that we shouldn't be using, but I don't want to bring no kids in this life that we're living right now. It's an attack on the I just, human it's mindset. It's just too much going on. Every like, day, for real. 24 hours a day. There's like a, It's a lot. It's a lot going on in the mindset of these kids and the transgender and the but gun I, culture I, I and the racism and, and wealth and poverty. There's so yeah. many different issues being pushed upon them every day, 24 hours a day, plus music, plus the, the their friends, plus other parents. Plus, it's so much going on that it's like I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to be a 10 year old in this world right now I honestly feel like um the children of this day and age uh they did not they did not have what we had when we were younger so to be 
as strong as we were, they are a little bit more weak. And this is why they are, they're like, some of them are killing themselves, which I hate to say, and they can't deal with the way of the world today. Maybe because of the society we live in. I don't know. We were built where we had to kind of like work for our own and, and, and be in a society where we had that backup that we needed, but their parents, they weren't that strong and, and them, they don't know how to go outside and do things and build things and create things on their own. They just know to pick up a phone and the flick of a finger and mm-hmm. go on social media. Yep, so, yep, yep. and phone, then when, the when a hard thing comes in front of them or something that they have to face, face to face, they, buckle. they don't right. They, they buckle and they don't know how to attack it with what we were with our grandparents and our and their parents that we were we had when we were young. They don't have that. And they're just they're just kind of canceling themselves. We went outside and played with all day. Hard times. We played all day. We did. <laughs> we played yeah, until we, we was play. musty. We did. Yeah. We did not want to come in the house after we was fully dirty, clothes rolled around in the grass, ran up the block. All of this stuff. I was just saying, like, we used to get chased home. Remember getting chased home? Yes. Forget a gun. Remember Nobody walking blocks with no. your friends. Come on, man. With no problems. We didn't have cell phones in high school. We no, had we beepers. Didn't. We couldn't text anybody because what is a text message? So the evolution of life and it's technology strange. and gadgets and the internet and social media and the continuous of, of not being as prejudiced and racist and cruel upon people the sensitivity era has grown like they went from shunning people who were homosexuals to accepting them to letting them have pride you feel me and then now it's a a, 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 a curriculum in schools in illinois is mandatory for sensitivity reasons we understand <laughs> and, and but you're still okay. pushing a, a, a curriculum you know, when y'all don't even pro-choice. teach black history y'all yeah. in some states they trying to exclude black history and push forward different agendas. So I'm not going to really get into that because we don't have the facts right now, but these kids are definitely faced with different obstacles and, yeah. and opportunities and, and access to stuff that we didn't even know was true. And I don't think yeah. they're strong mentally to deal with it because they don't have the wherewithal that we had that our parents gave up and our, and our grandparents gave us and our great-grandparents gave them and us to be able to deal with the things that we were faced with. They don't have that, so... And it's our fault. Hold uh, no, on, parents. To answer your question. Th- this technology era, parents, it's don't our fault. Don't no kids in this it's, world today. It's overrated, but what I'm saying is it's our fault as parents because when my kids were little, we propped them in front of the TV, put a movie on, gave them some food, and was it moving around. It started there. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, we used to have to... The parents read to their kids, like read all day, and then we did uh, learning games all day, but then the TV, DVDs, VCRs, DVR. But our cable, parents wasn't movies. on that TV. They, they was tripping about us being the TV. They wouldn't let and then we throw a tablet mm-hmm. in these kids' hands. Hold on, because oh. we only had we only had one TV. You say in 1986, that. 1985. We had one big TV and a cup. Maybe somebody had a TV in their room. Then in the 90s, everybody had TVs in their room, right? It was the big fat TVs. And then in the yeah. 2000s, flat TVs, TV screens, cell phones, Man. computers, laptops, internet. So it, it's just the access to you know what I'm saying? It's things that are distractions, like Kendra was saying, stuff that'll distract you. Now, you can go on YouTube and Google how to build anything, but when are we actually building? When are we actually Man, doing my something? My grandbaby may be a little bit smarter than me. And she's two and three years old when it comes to technology because that's the way of the world today. Mm-hmm. And these infants, okay, can tell you how to work your phone and your technology system better than we can we know ourselves like and i'm just i be and so i be amazed when i i can see my grandbaby go to pick up her tablet go to a, a certain um, um platform on youtube or netflix or whatever and watch something and she literally tells me Gigi, let's watch this. Go to that. And I'll just be looking at like, you're mm-hmm. two. I mm-hmm. wouldn't have known to do that at mm-hmm. my age. Yeah, and my now. kids, she's two now. My kids, when they were, they were not known to do that. We did have family night. So my, my kids, they're still good. But these kids, after my kids, and my yeah, oldest is yeah. 28. It's just hard. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So, RJ, I'm not going to, hey, you, ain't, <laughs> you, you might be okay, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. But, you know, so, I mean, I don't know what you... Uh, Hey, you, you think you're missing out or no? Uh, I'm not going to say kids are overrated. I mean, I mean, I just think anytime you're you're blessed to 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 make life and, yeah. and keep life going, it's cool. 
Um, but I, it just seems like we are all talking from a, a sense of perspective mm-hmm. because yeah. y'all actually in it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So it's true. different. So you, you, you full I circle. Can, yeah, I can mm-hmm. hear you. I can hear the passion, the passion, yeah. and the frustration. Both. But I tell y'all, I can tell y'all this: every parent I know, every real parent I know, they wouldn't change it for the world. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I, wouldn't. Yeah, I love yeah. my kids. You ain't taking it back. I wouldn't. Yeah, my so babies. I want that. But I that's, definitely wouldn't consider that's, having, that's no more. Love. having no yeah, more. Having no more. You good. Completely you, you, overrated. You, you, you good. I got I mine. still I'm be good. in the back of my mind about having another well, one. So good, I luck. Ain't, good, I, luck. I, good luck. But it's just the way the world we live in today that got me questioning. Speaking but, of the world we live in today yeah. and full circle, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. them people that fell out with Kanye going through a thing, ain't they? Oh, my God. According to reports, you said what? According to these reports, y'all, like, I just heard that the Balenciaga, Adidas, and J.P. Morgan Chase has faced trouble after dropping Kanye West. Mm. It's just like, oh, so now, mm. now you're seeing after a few months of your financial reports come in mm-hmm. that you're not making the money that you thought you were going to make mm-hmm. when you just sporadically wanted to drop him according to what happened in his life. So now you're facing the repercussions of that. Instead, so, yeah. of, instead of meeting with the man and say, look, we just need you to make a statement that separate your personal views from your professional views. Can you do that? We're not asking you to retract the statement. We're not asking you, but the anti-Semitic thing is such a hot button issue. And Kanye is such a buck the system kind of dude. And y'all knew that already. So the anti-Semitic topic came up and he went off and they didn't know how to respond. So they cut ties instead of just letting the man say, look, what I said has nothing to do with the business that I do. And moving on in this situation, I'll figure out a way to separate the personal from the business perspective. Mm-hmm. And maybe they should have gave him a chance to do that instead of trying to cut off all that money. That now, let me hmm. tell you something about this. Let me tell you, the funny part about it is Adidas is a German company. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So uh now they're sensitive about something that of uh, some shit that they cause, which is that's because they ain't a, making the money they thought that, they was that's gonna crazy. Make. But I mean you're you're right. I you would think since they had a German company that they will be have more empathy with Kanye and, and, and his personal and views versus to, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Try yeah. to talk to him like hey there we, we mm-hmm. even even we learned that that wasn't right and and whatever, or you can't speak for everybody, but Anyway, I just think it's kind of ironic that it's a German company mm-hmm. that's acting so behind the Jewish people, which is they don't be the Jewish people don't buy they certain so cars, right? Yeah. They don't buy certain cars because German. Like you would, you won't see like Jews in Mercedes Benzes and stuff like that, like stuff because it's a German car. But it's still the weight of the fact that you use the hip hop influence. Mm-hmm. To 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 build a hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars till they got the billions of dollars to to gain the interest of people in fashion and trendy things. And instead of giving the man that brought your company so much value, the benefit of the doubt, the opportunity to come out and say, yeah, because Kanye's retracted a few statements, not all of them, but he's spoke differently after this situation. He definitely spoke differently and was speaking with less fierce of a tone and more specificated about what he was trying to say versus what it was really going on. But they were so quick to make a martyr of him. Now you mm-hmm. suffering, but it's, it's real. It's, it's actual, it's actual versus projected too, bro. They projected to make a certain amount of money moving on from Kanye and they didn't. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? It's still hundreds of millions of dollars, but it was trying to make 300 when you actually made 80, but you spent 125 trying to get to the 300 and now you down. Well, that was the Ivy yep. brand. Yeah, the Ivy brand what was happened? looking to the Beyonce, her um Ivory, what is it called? Um Ivy Park. Okay, okay. Her brand of product was with who she signed under Adidas. They were looking to make, I believe, two hundred and fifty million dollars in tw- by the end of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. They only made forty million. Yeah, and they probably invested three times that trying to who make knows with marketing and everything else. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is what happens when you want to, you know judge somebody off of their personal life opposed to you having a meeting and, and looking into the business part of it. So yeah, people make well, decisions Yeezys, sporadically. Yeezys, just speaking on Yeezys. Okay. Yeezys alone was expensive. They were super expensive and people were buying them. And they went from Yeezy shoes, the different five, eight, nine different kind to Yeezy slides. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then yeah. the slides, if it was a sign of status, mm -hmm. it wasn't so much a sign of, oh, I got the Yeezys. No, I got the Yeezy slides. And then the Yeezy slides, damn, because they know they cost $1,500 for some damn flip flops. Yeah. And you know what I mean? You could you can have your brands at Walmart. And the regular stores where you can get some eighteen ninety nine twenty forty dollar flip flops, but paying how much was Yeezy slides? Because I know you got some, RJ. I know you got them. Because this nigga got nothing but status clothes. It wasn't actually if you get it, it's, they cost that much when they go to when they go to resale. How much? Hey, you can get it for like one something. Hundred dollars. Catch them on if you can catch them on retail. Not like not the hundred dollars. Probably like one fifty or something for some flip flops. Yeah, that's a lot, but. But I'm gonna say this: there, those those flip flops and those like those shoes are probably some of the most comfortable shoes you ever wear. Oh, yeah, I haven't worn them. So they I've look heard. ugly, but they wear them. gray. They like like it's like a foam kind of thing. It, it fits good. Like I got some shoes that I wear normally. They look like yeah. like funny looking. You got Crocs. nothing but Yeezys, bro. Yeah, they like Crocs. They, so they it's comfortable. They're not that cute, but I've heard they're comfortable. They're, they're the bomb. You put them <laughs> on, you don't give a damn what nobody talking about. Mm -hmm. But it was a status symbol, too. It is. It, it is. It, it is. When people see you out of town or on the beach with some Yeezy slides, oh, he's showing out. He got the Yeezy slides on. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was that with, with the Kanye thing, and that what made oh. it the elite. And that's what floated him off into the elite yeah. company of all these big, labels because they like damn the easy slides is killing let's put him with let's put him over here let's, who 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 did that in fashion uh, this black mm. who like outside of jordan and that was through nike but kanye went and did that because like, kobe, had, shot, a, kobe he, had a shoe for a little while lebron had a shoe for a little while but even with basketball shoes right like those shoes, like Kobe's and LeBron shoes, they're for basketball. They're mm -hmm. like the when Nike came out with Jordans. Jordan was a basketball shoe and a fashion statement. It was a fashion statement. Yeah. It was built mm -hmm. building the brand. Mm -hmm. So even those shoes, they if if you're put them like compared to basketball shoes today, those shoes are like Jordan shoes are like trash. They like far as like the Chucks. Mm -hmm. You know Chuck what I'm saying? Chuck you know, was yeah, that was the thing people the played. Day. But you put them on, and you'd yeah. be like, "Man, how the them hell?" They were playing basketball. It was uncomfortable. Those. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. The Jordan ones are like that. They, they made his toes bleed. Yeah. He said it on the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, so the shoes was really for fashion, but it would never be because basketball shoes really for basketball. Mm -hmm. The basketball shoe would never be like the Jordans. Those first thirteen Jordans were so classic. <laughs> so it's a fashion they still statement. Remaking going, them yeah, to this day. you got to because it's yeah. such an iconic shoe. It's like the the Air Force One. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an mm -hmm. iconic shoe. You know, it's like the Shell Toe Adidas. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know we're getting off, man. I know we got a little, mm -hmm. a little off on that, but hey, we got to get into this beef, man. What beef? It's a beef brewing, man. You said, man, somebody said, man, Chris Brown and Blueface getting into it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's just, it's it's social media right now. Yes. It's social media right now, but Chris Brown is is really, uh, especially in the sensitivity era, mm. wondering how Blueface is getting away with the physical altercations between him and Christian Rock. And uh, Blueface didn't like it too much. He felt Chris Brown was hating. He felt Chris Brown was backstabbing. He felt his was so long ago that, bro, why are you talking about what I'm doing? And Blueface and loosely responded <laughs> and said, look like to me, you beat up the wrong. Beep. Oh, my God. It looked like me. <laughs> you, just, you hating because you beat up the wrong. Uh -oh. Talking about when he and Rihanna got into it and Chris Brown lost 100 million. Blueface and... Christian Rock uh, got their own TV show. This is what they do. This is this I is the expectation we live in of the a different show. Day and age. <laughs> but I mean, how is it the sensitivity era and and they're pushing that they're pushing that on the black culture, the hip hop wives, the uh, uh, hip hop and love, and all the ratchetness that not 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 so much the people and the success that they carry and the followers that they have. I'm talking about the ratchetness of. Situation to situation. Christian Rock got her own TV show. I went to visit my daughter. She's sitting there watching the Christian Rock show. The baddies. The baddies. That's just called the baddies. You need the to watch baddies. it. So they replaced it. the Bad Girls Club. Look, listen. <laughs> is it worse than that? It's worse. Or is the same? It's, much it's worse. worse. It's oh much my god. Worse. It's much I used worse. to watch the Bad Girls Club back in the day. It's it's so ratchet that it's like 
that's what I was talking about having kids in this day and era. It's so overrated because if you watch the baddies, and I'm not, I'm not knocking the baddies. Hold on, I'm not knocking the baddies. It's black women all together in the house, and they're um, this. It's kind of like they 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 have an agenda to where they're making money. They're doing shows. They are they are producing some kind of uh, I think rap shows. They're doing something. The, the 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 show has a methodology to it. But the ratchetness in between them is just is just unveiling like, you know how people do too much for TV Mm -hmm. and producers of shows have found a way to make, you know, I mean, ratchet life marketable Mm -hmm. and they just keep doing it over and over and harder and harder and worse and worse. And the baddies, when I say, oh, my goodness, and my daughter, she's smart. She's very smart. She's very uh, astute and, and, and does know how to operate herself accordingly but whew, this tv show if you never saw it before it's going to be kind of shocking to you i'm just saying and it's and it's, it, and it's wild and it's the culture that they're pushing so that's what uh chris rock is talking about i mean chris chris brown is talking about far as the it's him and hers uh, a volatile relationship is is marketable when he lost hundreds of millions of dollars when him and whatever happened hit between him and rihanna <sighs> yeah, I, I mean it is hurt, but at the end of the day, when you're the, I'm gonna say this to to, uh, to definitely Chris Brown, man. Um, I understand, he, you know, he he didn't said his apologies. He he didn't grew from it. You know, what I'm saying I, I we haven't even heard nothing else like that again. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. we don't necessarily know the exact situation that happened. Neither here or there doesn't give nobody reason to put nobody hands on nobody woman or man that part both so we we with that but especially as a man it's gonna you're gonna get hit harder with that you know what i'm saying we're gonna you know it just that's how the rules are you know what i'm saying especially for men you know what i'm saying and we all got to say black men but that's just really how the rules are and you did your time you, you know he went through a lot he paid he paid the price he 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 did what he had to do. He lost a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? It, it really took a hurt, a hit on his career. It still don't, to me, don't knock who he is as an artist. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's still a phenomenal artist. They was, mm-hmm. they was literally kids, though. They was just really kids. And and, and I, I do, I feel the same way. I feel like he, he made a, 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 a decision as a child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, that happened. Um, but what Blueface said, man, I got it's 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 hilarious, and I know Chris probably didn't like it too much, but it's hilarious, and it, it kind of I guess he's saying I guess he's telling the truth. Yeah, I, clearly he's saying way, he clearly he clearly saying the truth. Oh, girl's a billionaire. Everybody praising her, and I guess nobody really cares if he hit. Oh girl, Christian Rock and I. So. Uh, well, Christian Rock attacks Blueface as well, so it's, uh, a, it's, right. a, it's yeah. a volatile relationship. It's not like it he bullying her. That way, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Is, is it really relevant that she hitting him too? Like, <laughs> like that's what he's trying to say. It's an abusive relationship, both ways. Blue, but, but I guess even with the Chris Brown stuff, I guess that was supposedly said that they were fighting each other. And it still didn't come off like that. It didn't come off so, like that. With that, I get what he's saying. We're living in a different day and age. And that just happens, man, with the younger generations. Now you see how the OGs looked at you when they felt like you got away with stuff or mm-hmm. you had something mm-hmm. easier because we just it's just those benefits. We had benefits that the people before us didn't have. And the people after us going to have benefits that we didn't have. And that's just a way of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but you know, moving moving on, we do got some RIPs. Mm. We definitely got some RIPs. We like to say rest in peace. Uh, we heard uh, the brother from uh, Law and Order, Richard Belzer, the the cool oh. cat, the the smooth cat, and he used to be a comedian too, actor and comedian. Oh wow, he's gone. Oh. Yeah, he passed away. He was older though. He was a little older. Uh, RIP to uh, uh, former President Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer. Yeah. Oh, back in the day, man. Wow. Back rest in, in peace. Rest in peace. And we got another rest in peace. Uh, De La Soul, David Jol- Oh, I don't know how to say. True, True Goy. The day. <laughs> True Goy, the dove. Oh, my God. Yeah. De La Soul, man. De La Soul, man. Wow, mm. wow, wow, wow. That was a big one right there. Man. Hip-hop. The one of, the, one of the founders of hip-hop right there. Like, man, yeah. one of the real founders of hip-hop. Like a hip-hop, good flow. 
Oh, 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 this is a big one. Uh, RIP to the Judge Mathis show and the people court with Judge Million. Oh, oh they canceled, canceled after 20 years on TV. Oh, my the real God. OG from Detroit, really? The Cultural phenomenons right there. <laughs> Cultural, after the Jerry Springer wow. show, there was a gap. And then the court shows took over. The Judge Mathis showed that man. Uh, ma'am, that's a crackhead move, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been around crackheads my whole life. I know somebody that's smoking crack. You sound like you're on dope right now, ma'am. Have you smoked today? <laughs> that sound like Did you that. smoke when you like woke up today? Oh, you're smoking when you get back? Yeah, you're smoking when you live. <laughs> but the, the, the thing Aww. about, and the Judge Million, she was so gangster. She, the, the, it's always beautiful when people can tell you lying when they really don't know because people come to court with the this is what they did to me and the, no I didn't and the judge has to judge on a TV show has to ask the right questions to get you to back yourself into a corner so the facts and the process of elimination has put you in this position or you get that you're so rude that he's like you know what you rude I believe him good luck because I've seen Judge Million and Judge Mathis do that to a, a bunch of plaintiffs uh, or defendants. Bro. Like, you <laughs> like, come in here disrespectful, you're going to lose off top. Yeah. That's With crazy. the facts, but yeah, super disrespectful. Some of them people, yeah, they, they ain't going to make it out of the court like they thought they would. <laughs> okay. Real, Celebrating Black History Month, I got one thing I want to say. <laughs> Celebrating Black History Month, shout out to the Huff-ass NBA whoever went in the dunk contest in first time in NBA history, Black History Month, we are celebrating a white guy who won the dunk contest. And when I say uh uh bro is cold, I forgot his name. I don't even gonna say his name. What's his name? His name is uh Mac Mac something. Mac Chunk or something. The dude has <laughs> the dude can jump out the building. So he does he definitely deserved that his dunks were dynamic, his dunks was like like rim shaking. So NBA All-Star game was uh not as competitive as I wanted wanted to see the guys going at each other, but they just saving it for the regular season, just out there having fun, having the ball. Uh white and black excellence on display this weekend at the NBA All-Star game. Nice. So first time in NBA history, we got a white uh dunk contest champion. Nice. <laughs> Thanks a lot, NBA. Yeah, but he's a he's a bad boy, man. He's definitely a bad boy, man. He actually a lot of people say he's uh he actually some people was going as far as saying he saved the dunk contest. Mm. He really but did. He really did he did the, the... he did save it because he brought he wanted to be there. He put on a hell of a show and he and he's a hell of a dunker. So Mac he, Mac McClung is his name. Oh yeah, uh, point guard. Yeah, so he's back and forth from the G League to the NBA, mm -hmm. and I think he just played a couple of games with the Seventy Sixers and qualified. To but get that's in fine. The, but that's fine because you know what? They needed him. Maybe, they needed him. Maybe we should get the G League players to participate in a dunk contest. You need people that's hungry, that's talented, that's looking. You for need opportunities. the G League versus the 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 NBA. The, yeah. The, the association. You need the G League versus the association in like a scrimmage game, a pickup game, or some kind of three points. Put them against each other because this dude right here is a viral internet sensation too. Well, they ain't gonna win no pickup game against no NBA, but I think being them being in a dunk contest since the NBA players don't really want to do it. Like they feel like Mike and Vince Carter and all of them already really did everything. Nope, they haven't. Cause this boy did some dunks that ain't nobody ever seen. He did a two-handed 360 or a 720. Like he did some dunks, bro. It's dunks. Out I don't there. know how many other dunks you can do after that, though. Bro, he did some dunks that never did before. He jumped over two people, bro. He jumped over two people and touched the backboard and dunked it with two hands, bro. It's dunks that ain't never been done in a dunk contest, bro. They only I'm, do it once I'm, a year. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm I'm definitely with you on it. I just, you know, it's just the the dunk contest been like watered suffering. down. Watered down. It's definitely watered, watered down. down. I mean, you had used to have Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan going at it, bro. Full speed, no holding, no bars, jumping from the free throw line. So, who you want to see currently in the dunk contest? This in the league, Giannis. Giannis too big. Giannis ain't got no. Giannis so, ain't, don't do nothing. But that's what I'm power, saying. So, so no. everybody that's big, I think you need to be like six six and under to be in a dunk contest because it looks better when you're smaller. It don't look better like the White Howard was in a dunk contest. <laughs> like not not taking nothing. The White Howard's a freakish athlete. He can dunk. It just don't look as great when you're seven foot unless you're dunking on like okay. 
if you're seven foot and now raise the rim to 11 feet, now we cooking. Let's do that. Raise the rim up and let me see everybody in the lead dunk on that. That that now we talking. I don't know, RJ. You 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 that would be a way to that spice would be it up, man. Everybody will watch that. You it you, definitely need to be spiced up. Some it gotta kind of be way. spiced I, up. I, I, gotta I'm be. gonna agree with what you said. I, I don't know about all that, but I do agree that if you that tall, you need to have a high. If ramp. you seven foot, period. Right. That that ain't no different than the six footer dunking. So I want to see a seven footer dunking on an eleven foot rim. That would be crazy, NBA. Just think about that. Also, yeah. while we talking about. NBA real quick. I just, mm -hmm. I'm going to switch back. But I was thinking about like all-star game with NBA. Mm -hmm. You know how it was like almost in the middle of the season? Yeah. When football, they do the Pro Bowl. It should be season. at the middle of the season because now you actually have the players play at the Pro Bowl. Everybody else, they be at the end of the season with the Pro Bowl. You Now you don't have the players be there mm -hmm. or they be in the, in the hunt. Yeah, because they ain't trying to do everybody that. Everybody going to the Super Bowl, or everybody hurt. You got to go focus. Right, you got to focus. Uh, so, sure. like, if you do it in the middle of the season and make it like a but break, football is such a high velocity sport, like a high impact sport that it's like you don't want to play the in the middle of the season and mess up the whole season playing the Pro Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. but I, I think they can make a lot more money if you can have your favorite players play it. Make it like a flag football game or something. I, I think know. they did that this year. I think they. <laughs> I think the NFL did that this year, did a flag football game, not for the Pro Bowl, but they did a, a flag football game for, like, the rookies or whatever, I think. I'm pretty Man, sure. Man, or just make it something, like, close to flag, a touch, I don't know, something that, right. that, that didn't make it fun. I mean, you know, while we're getting off of there. But we're talking about Black History Month, okay. not to really get off of that. So your Black History person was? I'm going to do comedians. I'm okay. going to do my top five comedians. Uh, that I think had the biggest influence on on who I am as a comedian. Hmm. Number one, Red Fox, hands down. Red Fox was an ultimate jokester. Was the the consummate professional. I, I listened to his Red Fox. This is your life story on, I think Foxhole Radio. They did a, like a, a um, documentary where comedians. Uh, I think some comedians narrated it, and some comedians were just doing interviews and talking about how he went from New York in 1930 and, and was, was a, was a trap. He, no, he, I think he started St. Louis, Chicago, St. Louis. And then he went to New York and then was on vaudeville and all that in the roaring thirties and forties, I think fifties, maybe I can't get the dates right, but he went to New York. He struggled as a comedian in New York, lived over a laundromat, was sneak in the laundromat, Take the clothes <laughs> and perform in them. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, and him and his one of his uh, him and his tightest partner took the show on the road. So they went from New York and went up the Chitlin Circuit to uh, across the country, end up in L.A. And then he was the first black comedian to have a comedy club in L.A. back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So Red Fox, and then of course Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was the most illustrious, most traumatic, most uh like maximum funny can just animate anything to you. And that was just learning a lot from his pain and his tragedy and turn how to turn hurt and pain into laughter and, and good feeling, no matter how bad it hurt. Um, then of course, Eddie Murphy, um, Eddie Murphy became a comedy rock star. He was one of the first comedy rock stars. Like in the eighties, Eddie Murphy was a movie star, comedy star, underground on Saturday night live. Like he was in everything. And then the last two, uh, Sinbad, hmm. Sinbad for sure. Sinbad showed that you didn't have to cuss or be dirty to be funny. And when I say that it was a gather around the TV moment for my family back in the day when Sinbad did brain damage, and he was talking about so much stuff that I had actually went through. Sin Sinbad and Richard Pryor embodied life into, you know what I'm saying, life into comedy instead of comedy into life type thing. So, and then is Martin Lawrence. Martin oh. Lawrence, man. Martin, Martin Lawrence was the comedian for me when I was my most impressionable in my high school years. A lot of the cats remember me from imitating and emulating Martin. I emulated and imitated Martin like Kobe did Mike. So it was the full animation. Dang. It was the full rolling on the floor. Dragonfly Jones, Shanene, uh, Otis, the mama. It was all of that embodiment of the moment that whatever I do in this moment is going to be wrapped up in this character and you talking about dying laughing. So then with my top five 
uh, historic comedians. Oh, and 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 don't forget, uh, uh, Dick Gregory was the activist back in the day. Mm-hmm. Dick Gregory and Robert Harris. If I had to have five, oh yeah, is Robert Harris in Chicago? Yeah, I think he was. I think he is. Man, shout out to the to those comedians, man. To pave the way, man, for all the comedians and yes. just black entertainers. Period. Kendra, you got some. You got some people you want to shout out for. Uh, I think this is this the last. I think this is no, the last. No, we have one more, depending on when we record. But we may have one more. But yeah, one more week of Black History, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Since what's today? No, we don't. It's the twenty first. So if we record next Monday or Tuesday, we are no. still in Black History Month. We got another week. No, we don't have another week. We do. No, we uh, don't. Look we at do. the calendar. No, do. we don't. Yes, we do. When do shows come out? Oh, so hey, yes, right. this is we don't the have last another. This is the last one. Thank this you. This is the last week for our <laughs> production. Damn it, RJ. You were your absolutely tech, right. technical shit. With the technology of it. So, yeah. Right. Okay. See, we, we record a show during the week and then we release it on Sundays. On Sunday. so, so, we have four Sundays this month. Yeah, this we have that's why we got to get our subscribers up so we can go live. Oh, so, ta- like, tag, and share chocolate gumbo. Like, yeah, tag, we need so many so chocolate we can go live. Subscribe. Get your mama, get your cousin, get all of them. Subscribe. Yes. <laughs> what were you asking me? My person? Um, Your persons. Personal people. So I am, um, you know, I love love and I love black love. Oh, Lord. And uh, we, we're when we speak of history, it's Black History Month, but we don't have to go all the way back in the 20s, teens, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to speak of, I got two um, things that I want to talk about. First is black love. And I want to send shots out to the King family. Um, and they were, I met this family, a uh, part of my church. Um, I've been in church for a long time. And back when I was 14, I joined this church and there was this particular family that I, you know, adopted as my own and the King family. I love the, you know, I had a mom and a dad, but they split up and this particular family, they are still together today. They are, they are celebrating over 45 years of marriage. Yes, sir. Um, yes, one of my sir. closest friends, um, uh, she just celebrated her, she, she just entered into her in the 40s. However, her parents are still together and I just love it. Like, so I, I look up to them when it comes to just the black love and, and um, looking to future. Cause a lot of times that um, when we speak of marriage and, and, and people that's in a, in a couple, you hear all these breakups, but when it comes to this I, and, and where I come from, i see a lot of successful, successful black or marriages period, not just black. And this, particular couple they raised their kids to be nice all three of their children are entrepreneurs or really successful two of them are entrepreneurs the two boys I believe are plumbers and have their own businesses and the young lady in the family has a degree and she's in speech pathology if that's how if that's how you say it however she's successful as well and actually the the young lady in that and that family she when I was younger actually I, I influenced her in a lot of ways but she also influenced me at a young age, at 16, I'm sure from her parents teaching and instilling in her into how to invest and and um, um, financially be um, ready for my future and creating an IRA at a young age. She probably brought this information to me when she was probably 18. I was in my early 20s to start an IRA, introduced me to my first financial person to make sure my financial future was mm-hmm where it needs to be. So I'm I'm shooting out, though, that family, the King family. I really King look up family. to you guys. I love every you guys. Day. Happy Black History Month. Every day and you then, make Black History. When you live every in a day, Black, every a black day, every day. and opulence and teaching others how to build wealth and teaching yes. others leading the way with that's Black how, That's wisdom, history. We want to continue to. Yes. You're making Black History every day. Yes. And the last the person that I want to, uh, as far as in the field that I work in, I want to send shots out to my broker. <laughs> The, I, I am newly in the real estate agents in the real estate lifestyle, and um, that's one of my businesses. However, um, I have a brokerage company called that I'm working under, Serene Realty, and um, she's black. They're black owned, and she actually started off as a client of mine. Mm-hmm. She has been a client of mine for so long. And um, this was way before I decided I wanted to be into real estate. I was just, uh, doing her, just a hairstylist okay. doing her hair. And her daughter, I believe, um, I started doing her daughter's hair at the eight. Well, she was in third grade. And now her daughter is a s- freshman in college. So, we, you know, we, we pour black back history. into the community. This is black history that I'm giving you guys. I've been doing her hair since since third grade. Her daughter is a, a freshman at college. And now um, I 
just got my real estate license not even a year ago and I'm under her brokerage company. So Serene Realty Brokerage, I want to send shouts out to Vady Reese. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to pour into our black community, pour into our, into our black businesses. And, you know, we're going to continue to work under each other. That's that's me for black. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to say Still creating history, man. It's always it's always great, man, when when you have black love, black family, black businesses and yes. all that good stuff. I want to shout out uh, some people that's uh, probably be a little bit all over the place, but I'm going to okay. try to make it let's quick. Go, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's do. Um, I want to shout out the artists like Ray Charles mm. and um, uh, Sir Duke and mm. um, James Brown. Oh, wow. And, nice. Um, you know, um, those kind of artists, I think, that helps create the foundation of our favorite artists that we like. Mm-hmm. So when people, I know, like, people like to hear Michael Jackson. And I love Michael Jackson, but to hear that Michael, one of Michael Jackson's favorite artists was James Brown. Of course. Ah, it's just amazing. So just shout out to, to those brothers, just inspiring music and still inspiring the culture today long after they've been gone. Mm-hmm. So, man, it made such a big impact on the world. So shout out to those guys. Also, um, I got a, uh, another shout out to uh, Jesus Christ. Shout you out to what? Jesus. Shout out to Jesus. Shout, out to, shout Jesus. out to Jesus. Jesus black the, the, original, <laughs> the original Jesus was black. They, they changed the skin tone on a few little portraits, but I'm pretty sure bronze skin me black. So no, I, I know I know I remember. Shout out. I wanted to shout out to uh my my father-in-law, uh Pops. Pops, uh may he rest in peace. Uh he was yeah. responsible for uh a riot in Nashville, uh Tennessee. Um uh, just it it kicked off of like a civil rights riot. Um, you, it's it's a long story, but shout out definitely to Rufus Jameson the third. Rufus, shout out, may you rest in peace. Uh, he's definitely uh, a pioneer in Black history. He's it's a clip of him in a in a riot in Tennessee in the movie Life. Oh nice. yeah, yeah, and um, just watching that movie. Yeah, it's 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 a clip of him in the movie, right? That's his, that's my wife, father. So shout out to him for uh, just in Black History, uh, for the Black History Month. Um, it's time to get to the subject at hand, oh, y'all. Subject is that? Um, <laughs> we left off last week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know we got to get back into where we left off. Yeah. At. Now the question it was, uh. Our clothes and outfits from a previous relationship oh, is acceptable. Uh, is it a shout out to the old person? <laughs> is it a connection? Right. Is it a connection and, or a shout out to the mm-hmm, other person? Mm-hmm. Or is it acceptable in your current relationship or whatever? I mean, we was trying to figure out everybody's thoughts if on that. If your ex bought you a $2,000 mink coat, mm. okay? Are you throwing away hey, your you coat? Go yeah, I'm going there. Yeah, you got a mink coat that a nigga bought you. I ain't throwing away yeah, my mink coat. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you can't, you can't be, y'all can't be and okay I'm talking with about your any, ex having any, the mink any, coat. Any article of clothing, shoes, jewelry, you know, exactly. people be having tattoos from their ex. Like, in the, in the I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If, mm-hmm. if it's an ex and they bought something and clearly you like it, then. If you're not, it depends on the seriousness of the relationship. Mm-mm. No, I, I don't feel know. like that because I given away. The item depends yeah. on the seriousness of the relationship. It does. It does. Hell no. Yeah, it does. Either because either if apparently you kept the item because you wanted to. That's no, not true. That, that is true. People are, true. people get into relationships for the wrong reason these days because right. of money and items right. and stuff. People, so how can you say that? People, okay, if you have something of your ex, mm-hmm. that means you wanted to keep that, right? Mm-hmm. So if, because if, you no, like stop. It. Let, let me finish talk, my let, let me finish my statement. Okay. okay. If you have an item of your ex mm-hmm. at this point, that means you wanted to keep it mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe you maybe it was a pair of drawers and you only had three. <laughs> I get it. I don't whatever the reason was, you wanted to keep that item. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you had an item and you wanted to keep it, you wanted you you was okay with it. Only reason you would give it up unless the person you with or dealing with doesn't doesn't like that idea. Now, if that's the case, then 
it depends on who that person is to you mm. to make that kind of decision. Which if person? that person is worth that to you, the new person, the new person, the new person. Okay. If the person is worth that to you, like if it's like, well, no, it's a no brainer. Like, I don't care about that. If that's okay with you, that's cool. If that's where you at, cool. But you got to realize that if you have an article, that's because that's what you wanted to do. Nobody made you keep that. Am I lying? I mean, that's true because you wanted to do it, but you did it because you liked the item. It doesn't necessarily have to have to be because of the person. Why are you no, saying I, I kept the item because I like the person? No, I said I kept. I said you kept the item because that's what you wanted oh, to do. So yeah, absolutely. For um, whatever reason it is, is is your reason. So you saying it's not a shout out to the old person or right, not a connection? You I'm just saying. you just saying that you got it because you wanted it. Regard, yeah, you got oh, it because okay. you want. It's it. not nothing nefarious that you choose. It's, it's sometimes it's not necessarily that because sometimes people can have, like you said, you could have a cup or something like that, it, and you might not even thought about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then if somebody asks you, you might be like, oh, damn. Like a hat that says Cancun when y'all was in Cancun right. but you with the new so chick. So you're just supposed to get rid of everything. Then, come on, that's a little extra. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying you're supposed to. It's, Should it's, you? No, that's that's really up to you the and the person you you're dealing with. That's that's situational. Some people don't care. Some people ain't even to question that. Some people don't even tell it. So the, the, so if you have some collections of past relationships, not just the last one, and you've, you know, have things that you like that you've gained from these relationships, and then here comes this person that you're with that could possibly be your life partner that you choose. So if they want me to get rid of it, I'm just supposed to get rid of it. i supposed to get rid of it no, all, or is it okay know, for me to keep to it? You. It's okay to make your choice that you want to make for yourself, but understand every choice has a consequence. So either mm. you're okay with that person being mad and y'all get into about it, or you know that you really don't want to deal with him being insecure or whatever, whatever the case may be. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like it, at the end of the day, but you got to realize that person don't have, to, don't have to deal with that either. If they feel in some kind of wrong way about that, they're not wrong for their feelings. You're not from either, either way. Nobody's wrong. The, okay. the, the topic came up because I, you know, I could just, divorce final last year and we were married since i was like 34 so i got all the momentum of all my old clothes and some most of my new clothes as said less the except for the stuff i just bought a lot of that stuff is recirculated out of that relationship so it's like when i put an outfit on i'm like damn i done had this shirt for shit six years i was married when i had this you know this still could look kind of good going on a date with a new motherfucker so it's like well, you just dating, so that don't, it don't matter. Like, you ain't in shit right now for it to be a problem, though. But what about you? Like, do you think it'll be a problem in whatever you eat? This nigga ain't got no clothes if from you, 15 years ago. Yeah, I don't oh, have no. Yeah. 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 I have nothing. Because I'm in the same boat as you. I might have a few items from some eggs that, you know, yeah, but it all doesn't that, make all of that. Like, all of that is relative, too. It's like, it's it's all of that. It's like, okay, you you just had eggs six months ago, uh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Of, of course. But if people, I think things that the the problem is, if somebody bought you, okay, if his ex bought him some underwear mm -hmm. and he told you that these are the draws that the ex bought, you're going to look at the draws sideways. And if her ex bought... Had a little bikini that bi she... Bikini, yeah, little, little the guy would look at you and yeah. you let him know. That's what that was. Then he's like, you but might have bought it for right. Why would I? Right. Well, she, well, she how would it come up? with a lingerie up? on. Like, yeah, you got that? You just bought that? No, but I how would it come up that I'm okay. letting them know? That's like, why point. would I even make that that's, analogy? That's my point. That's my point. So if you do know, so you don't even know. So that's what it, it really doesn't make sense. But sometimes when you're in relationships and you love somebody, mm -hmm. their insecurities and all that problems, that comes your problem. And you might take on that because you love them that much. You really want to get through it. Mm -hmm. We all been guilty of it, men and women. We all been guilty of that. And it's like sometimes I've been the culprit of causing insecurity. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? As a man. So I can I can sit and say that I've been a culprit of that. So with me knowing I caused this, I'm going to help deal with this because I caused she wouldn't felt that way if I didn't do that. I'm like, taking damn, my that's, a, that's a nice jacket. What well, you got on? I like how the jacket hit the scarf. Where you get that from? Oh man, my ex, my ex bought this for me a long time ago. Oh, mm, nice. or 
Mm-hmm. Or you guys are in a romantic moment and there's a used candle that you're burning. Why is this candle used? Did you use this with your ass? Nah, ain't nobody worried about no like, candle. Like, what? But that's this, what? Was you with but, your last person with but, this candle but, when you burned but it? Everything. Everything. Like, but if that's life, though. That's if, some insecurities. I that's don't definitely do no insecurities. insecurities. That's definitely because you That's you could say that about anything. The bed, the couch, the shoes, anything. socks, towels. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to say something. Like, you know? mom. Oh, I was just going to say Okay, I don't got to say that. Y'all got me thinking of whole deeper level when you talking about used items okay <laughs> but anything anything is it wrong i don't think article article clothing you never know because i'm pretty sure people bought people's shirts and shirt stuff like that and somebody necessarily just throw it away have did you throw everything away when you got rid of no. something no, no you didn't okay no. are you expecting the next person no. to do that. Or no. would you would you that get has an nothing attitude? To do with what we're building. Would you get an attitude if that if you knew that person had something of something in the past and when you seen that thing, would it get would the would it bother you? And that's where the whole question came from. Because I'm a lot of times y'all it that question, matter, but for me it's a no. It, it, mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, hold on, but I knew it was over when she would buy me shit that was ugly. That's how I knew the relationship was over. When, when she would come on, I got you some clothes. Where you get this from? A salvation army? What the fuck you want me to look like? A bomb? What the fuck? You been shopping at Ross, motherfucker? Uh, I, I don't want to look like this. And she she dressed you like, yeah, ain't nobody going to holler at him. Motherfucker give you an ancient outfit to let motherfuckers know he is married and his name is Stanley and he coming home to me. So don't even look at his ass. This this thing I'm gonna give him a garbage bag to wear with some shoes from yesterday and a coat that looked like she took it out. Let me get that. Let me oh, give you twenty dollars for your Jesus. coat, homeless man. Let me put it on this nigga because I don't want no chicks looking at him no kind of way. Mm-hmm. Ain't shit outfits. Are women to do that? Mm-hmm. Women to put you in some ugly shit knowing ain't nobody else gonna holler at you. Man, I hope y'all ain't that insecure out there. I'm gonna say this. I, if you can't, it's a lot of people. It's it's, it's, it's women and men. That's insecure like that too. Mm. But I'm just saying, if you feel like the woman you with, if she has some clothes from a guy that bought, like who actually says that though? But people do. People do say that because people ask, right? And and that's and that's it's like on one credit, you will be okay. Like, damn, he actually told me the truth that somebody bought this for a woman. But you'll feel some kind of way. So I just feel like oh, you just if you feel some kind of way, it, like... should you be the person that to replace? <laughs> What they want. Oh, they, I mean, if you got a so if you, you got a problem with it, you need to buy some more shit. I Hell agree yeah. with that. I agree. But so if you got a problem what with you it, want me to replace. Yeah. Okay. But I, if you're in love with somebody, you want us you should want them to look love. good and feel good at all times. Definitely. Let's get that correct. Gumbo Definitely. chocolate gumbo people. If you yeah. love somebody, you should celebrate them. You should want to know what their style is. You should want to know what they feel good in and want them to feel good while they're looking as a repeta- representation of you and the love that y'all share. You feel me? I you should never agree want that. nobody just out here. Well, I guess I'm just stuck with this motherfucker. No, I don't want nobody you, looking like a Stanley. You I'm want motherfuckers to, to want you. If, I don't want somebody that somebody don't else don't want. Like, no like you know man, what I mean? Like if, if you don't feel like you are attractive, I don't feel I, I I see you as attractive, but you don't. I've been in a situation where you think somebody's attractive and you love them and you love their body, but they going through something where they don't feel attractive. They don't feel mm-hmm. like they want to even dress up or be like in a downtime, not just a down person, but everybody has those up and downs where you feel sexy and then other times you don't feel that sexy. I see you as the same sexy person, whether you flutter in the up and down or not. If you gain a little weight, it's more you to love. And if you lose a little weight, it's less of your ass to worry about. Like, come on now. Okay, like, real talk. Like, I, I find you. I didn't get with you because I thought you were unattractive. If I made you my woman, I thought you was fine and bad and every nigga should want you. And these motherfuckers stupid for not wanting you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, straight up. Man, you, you're absolutely right. You know what? It ain't time already, is it? It's, it's, it's about that time. No, wait, 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 for real, wait, wait. So I, before y'all, whatever y'all finna go to, I just asking y'all, can y'all comment in the, in the comment area and give y'all responses to what our question was, are you okay with your ex having an item or whatever of the past? And how would you respond to that? Like, for real, that's what we want to know. But can I ask y'all one more question? Do What's we got time for one more question? What's can up? we ask one more question? One more, one more. I, only only one more question. It just came to my mind. It just came to my mind. Hold on. So this is what I want to know. <laughs> so while we talking about this relationship shit, you know, I want to know, how do you differentiate 
between wanting to be in a relationship and are you actually ready in a relationship? Can we talk about that real quick? Can we talk about it real how quick? How you different? How you, I, I just want to oh know. How, because how, sometimes, how is it, right, right. How, what's the, what, what the importance of knowing the difference the between, difference between wanting, wanting to be in a relationship or being ready to be being in a relationship? Ready. Do you, um, do you, know, you it's want, a want to be in a relationship or are you even are you ready? ready? I, I just want to know. That's I, think th I think there are two different things, but we're going to have to talk about that because you know we're going to be on that what for a time minute. Is it? It's oh, time to go. Okay, we've been it, for a minute. It's I definitely it, time to okay. go, but you know, it's always been real, man. But how do you know? I want y'all to hit us up, DM mm. us, comment us, uh, subscribe, make sure you like it. Like the episodes, we we dropping every Sunday, right? Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Hey, and I we think need we a thousand subscribers to, to go live. So, hey, let's, we need let's a get thousand. this. Like, share, and subscribe to our page, Chocolate Gumbo, the podcast, y'all. Let's get it. Yeah, so Instagram, we, Facebook. We're a little bit, we're yes. a little bit uh, over uh, 900 and something uh, away. We need. We're going to get caught up real soon. And then we're going to be able we to go live the and if invite our guests in. Come on, y'all. Let's do this. Yes. Uh, but it. you know what? We got to end on a high note. <laughs> you know, that's how we do. So each and every time, man, it's always been real. It's always fun. And it's Chocolate Gumbo. So. With that being Gumbo. said, baby, Let's yeah, thank y'all so much. Black History Month, Damn. celebrate your life every day. Every day you live in this black history because tomorrow yes. is gone, today is here. Well, tomorrow is not yet. I just fucked up. Yesterday is gone, tomorrow is here. Tomorrow, yesterday is gone, today is here, tomorrow is not here yet. So, live your life every day to the live fullest. Your life Chocolate every Gumbo. Day. We have four weeks celebrate. It's our last one. Let's get it, y'all. Come on, Damn. all right, y'all. RJ, Kendra, Keith. It's always a pleasure. See y'all next time. Next week. Next same week. time, same place. Mm -hmm. RJ Mitchell.